Welcome to the Dimensions book series by K. Arwen. An extraordinary tale of an inner journey and a battle of good against evil. In this podcast, the heroine Kaya tells her own story from book one, The Awakening. Our journey begins on the Scottish Isle of Skye. Parallel realities interconnect and interweave. Step in and enter Dimensions. I look around at where the great dragon has ended. It's a strange place. There's different portal-like places and looking through them I can see what look like different galaxies and whole different areas of the cosmos. Where are we? I ask the great dragon. In between time and space, he replies. I look around again at the myriad of portals and Some of them, when I look, I can see different places on Earth itself. And yet, like I say, through these others, I see different dimensions and planets. But all of them are connected by this rippling energy that appears to flow through the portals. In places, the energy is strong and glows with light. But others, especially in between those that are connected to Earth, the energy looks thin and seems to be fading. Are those ley lines? I ask. Indeed. The dragon roars and sends an intense white fire into one of the portals and immediately the ley line that's connected to it gets stronger. And just for a moment I catch a glimpse of a dragon basking in the light. Systematically as I watch, the great dragon repeats the action, sending white fire through each of the portals and each time I see a ley dragon on earth responding. It's not long before all the ley lines are strong again and they begin to vibrate and hum with a resonance, all at slightly different pitches and tones. The sounds ripple through my body and I can feel my own energies expanding but at the same time feeling stronger and solid as though they're being fed by this frequency. And slowly the tones come in sync and settle together to form a chant that repeats over and over. I'm aware of a deep sense of peace and calm. The great dragon turns to me. The lay dragons are strong again. The skinwalkers can no longer survive on Earth. Earth and the interconnecting dimensions are safe, at least for the time being. I look into his face. The time being. The Matrix Lord won't stop, the dragon responds with a sigh. 
There are many beings whose greed and need for control cause them to covet mankind and the portals on earth. But take heart, for the moment at least mankind is safe and has, as such has an opportunity to evolve. The humans who wake up to the truth of the greater picture that is around them and within them, well, the less opportunity there is for the Matrix Law to wreak havoc on their minds and the wills of men within the collective consciousness. I look down at the crystal that I'm holding. The dragon's heart no longer emits the purple fire. In fact, it looks slightly milky in colour. The dragon follows my gaze. The crystal is tired. Shall I leave it here with you? I ask, holding out the crystal towards him. The crystal has aligned itself to you. It's yours to work with, but it needs to be kept safe. The dragon replies, lowering its head to be on the same level as mine. I think for a while. Maybe maybe it needs to go back to the healing pool in Atlantia. The dragon smiles. An excellent choice on many counts. And now it's time for you to return to your own dimension. The dragon indicates a portal nearby. And through it I catch sight of a beach on the Isle of Skye. I begin to run towards it but stop and turn back towards the dragon at the last moment, a thought suddenly occurring. Gateways. There are gateways to other dimensions, aren't there? Can you tell me anything about them? The great dragon holds my gaze for a moment. I could. But the path is yours to discover, Kaya, and yours alone. It will unfold when the right time is there for you to do so. I nod in understanding and I put my hand up in farewell and then turning back to the portal I leap through. Farewell, I hear the dragon calling behind me. Farewell and don't forget who you are. There's an increase of pressure as the portal closes and then all of a sudden I'm running along the beach towards the house. The four timber wolves are sitting by the open door as Gwynedon runs out from the house to meet me. Kaya, you did it, he says, picking me up off my feet and swinging me round. How's Leardolf? I ask. He's fine now, come see for yourself. I go into the house and Leardolf is sitting on the couch talking to Metamorphos. He looks up as I enter and I hadn't realised that I'm still in my Kelpie or Atlantean form. He looks at me with so much love that My gosh, I can feel my heart pounding in my chest. You feeling cold again, he teases. I laugh. I am just a bit blue at the moment, but nothing a hot bath and a coffee won't fix, I say, transforming back into my human form. You must be feeling better if you've got your sense of humour back. All thanks to you, he says. I have to admit, the skinwalker parasite is not something I want to experience in a hurry again. I cross the room and kiss him. I love you. Lidov smiles and pulls me close. I've loved you for eternity, he replies. I sit and write in my journal. May have been the start of a clear blue sky overhead, but the water's swirling mist. Not the shadow men this time. They're less oppressive now and have gone back to their usual selves, although it seems that they're part of this dimension permanently now, 
This time, though, the mist is caused by rising water as it starts to warm up after the frosty night. And the result is a mysterious atmosphere where you hardly dare breathe for fear of waking some sleeping dragon or elemental that might be afoot. On such mornings, it's more than with usual reverence I find myself slipping into the water, feeling very small and yet very privileged to be here. Life is such a fragile thing on one level, and yet so multidimensional and mind-stretchingly awesome on another. A tiny shoot can get trampled in a millisecond. And yet, in truth, life expands through all eternity. It's a matter of perspective, and whether we're looking from the position of a small individual, or whether we're looking from an evolved being connected to and experiencing oneness. Being a visionary is your natural state and once you find that you've reached a level of unfoldment I think you feel more fulfilled, connected and in the flow but growth doesn't stop. You have to keep growing and stretch your boundaries. Anyway, it's time for me to go and Leodolf, when you read this because I know that you will know that I've always loved you and I don't want to live without you. Yours, Kaya. I close my journal and place it back on the bookshelf. And then whistling my dogs, I go outside to my van and open the door to let them jump into the footwell. And I take a look back at the house. It's my last day. Strange, really. I've only just discovered my life here and now I'm going away again, albeit only for a few months. But I can still feel the heartache nevertheless. I sigh and pull out the drive. I head down for the cafe. Wilma is tidying away the crockery and getting ready to shut the cafe for the evening. Hi, Wilma. I've just popped around to say bye for now. She smiles and gives me a hug. Do you take care of yourself and don't go getting mixed up in any more strange events for a while, will you? I laugh. No, I promise. I've had enough of squealing phones and strange alien beings. She chuckles. Well, I must admit, it's nice with things back to normal. I'm not sure quite what you did, Kaya, but it seems to have worked. I give her another hug. Keep an eye on Leodolf for me, Wilma, won't you? Of course, lovey. Be seeing you. Later on, I stand with Gwynedon on the beach. Come on, Kaya, before the tide turns. He wades out into the water and dives out of sight. I pause for a moment, staring out across the sea, taking in the ocean, a seamless blue against the sky. And I've also got an awareness of the space in between the dimensions now, a haze of potential and possibility, the frequency of the portals. I know I have to return to Atlantia and study. I can sense it's important. I know something else is going to happen. The Matrix Lord didn't just disappear before. And he's not just going to disappear again. I've got to be ready. I slowly step into the water, breathing in the feeling of expansiveness and connection to its flow. Leodolf watched from further along the shore. The white foam from the waves caressed her feet as they disappeared into the aqua blue of the water. Then, 
As Kaya stepped out further, her body began to glow with the now familiar blue-silver light as she morphed into her Atlantean form. Leodol felt a surge of emotion. Kaya was from a world that he could never reach. She was from a different dimension, and yet they were one. He loved her like no other, and yet she was leaving. His heart pounded in grief. Yet he knew he couldn't keep her here. Energies were fluid and had to move and flow. Time is an illusion, he reminded himself. She'll be coming back and that's all that matters. After all, their fates were intertwined. They had already proven that. The light around Kaya was now like starlight. It radiated out and caught the water, sending flickering lights dancing along the surface. Leodov strained his eyes, catching a glimpse of Pendragon within the waves. He felt relieved. She was going to be with beings who loved her. She was safe. Kaya turned, sensing him watching. I love you too, she telepathized, smiling. And then she glided into the water and dived. She was gone. Leodolf stood gazing across the ocean for a moment, his mind flashing back to being Owen and when he'd first seen her. Above, an eagle cried out for its mate as it soared on a thermal. Bye, Kaya, Leodolf telepathised in reply. The sea eagle cried out again and then disappeared over the horizon. And above, the sky was blue and the sea seemed to expand across forever. Leodolf sat down on the beach and Fraser came and sat next to him, closely followed by the four timber wolves. Fraser raised his head and howled, a cry of longing of connection, and the timber wolves followed suit, and the wolf song vibrated out across the island and the sea. And as the sun began to lower in the sky and the light began to fade, anyone watching the spectacle would have witnessed a very strange sight. Perhaps it was a trick of the light. But as the wolves howled, the man sitting by the large wolf seemed to disappear. And only a very large wolf, with four timber wolves sitting around it, remained. Footprints in the sand, to the ocean they lead. Who placed them there, treading without a care, dancing with the dawn? Why a soul reborn? Footprints in the sand, they tell a mighty tale of a spirit uninhibited, liberated and free. How do I know this? Because you see... It's me. Thank you for listening. And so that you don't miss an episode of Dimensions from the book series, please follow my podcast, Dimensions the Book Series, KRWIN. If you're interested in exploring Atlantean light language and the ascension pathway within Kayamia, then check out kayamia.co.uk or reach out to me on my blog site, krwin.co.uk I leave you now with some Atlantean light language Enjoy
I hope you enjoyed listening to Dimensions, The Awakening, the first edition of the story that's now been rewritten and is going to come soon onto the screen. So please look out for it. And I look forward to joining you in the second in the book series, Dimensions, Mirrors, Meet. Thank you for listening. Much love.